Welcome to the ENS Wolves podcast with your host Nathan Judah and Wolves correspondent Tim Spears. Well, hello and welcome to the ENS Wolves podcast. It's episode 53. 53. And today I've not got one, I've not got two. I have got three special guests in the studio. First of all, Mr. Wolves himself, Mr. Tim Spears. How are we? Don't I, don't I know you from something? I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I've seen you on some national no. national TV program recently. No. Are you the guy from this morning? Oh my goodness! I know it's a Victoria Derbyshire show. That's it. That's that's the one you're from. I was. I might. I might have been in and around and, and on people's TV screens. Yeah. Should we get it out of the way now? Let's get it out of the way. People who don't know went away. A couple of weeks ago, we did the podcast on the morning or the or the day after the morning after Sheffield United, before I jetted away. Um, one of my trips included um, three or four days in Vegas, which wasn't the best idea, seeing as four hours after um, we arrived, it was the biggest uh, mass shooting in U.S. history, um, which we got caught up in. Unfortunately, thankfully enough, everyone was all right. But um, yeah, a bit of panic ensued as we were at the MGM Casino and we we're running through the. Uh, Running through with hundreds of people trying to trying to flee, so that wasn't wasn't the best holiday in the world. Um, but yeah, quite a few interviews ensued, of which one appearance was, um, I guess, with you're talking about Mr. Scopel and, and live Miss, Miss live Willoughby. on this morning. Yeah, live. Yeah. yeah, earpiece and all. Yeah, jacket and all. Well, yeah, I know you gave me a bit of stick for the jacket that I wore on there, and the reason was is because when you go to Las Vegas, Tim, I know you haven't been yet, but you will go at some point. Yes, I, I, I promise will. you will. I, I will. if not, I will take you personally. Good, excellent. I can't guarantee you'll come back from Vegas, but you will go there. Um, I, had, I had my going out stuff on, didn't I? I had my jacket, I had my, my buttoned-up shirt, I had my little, you know, little chinos kicking around, and uh, yeah, Just, it, was a, it was a strong look. What, what, you, what are you talking about? It was an army jacket of epic proportions. How many uh, how many interviews did you do then? Uh, I probably did, what, radio and TV, probably about 14 in the end. You kidding? Really? Yeah. Blimey. And and, uh, and magazines. Magazines? Yeah. What magazine are you in? Oh, the world-known the world, the world new magazine. The new magazine? Buy it today on your shelves. Is that in this country, is it? Yes, new magazine, the yeah. New magazine? Yeah, not now, new. Okay, I've not heard of that. Um... No, I ain't either. To be fair, but they were paying a good rate. No, I, didn't. I was only kidding. But no, um, it was um, yeah, it was a bit bit weird. But but hey ho, I'm here now. But you're all right. You're back. You're safe. Well, we're all right, back safe, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna look ahead to to a pretty big game. Yeah. But before I say that, obviously you're the Wolves fan. I'm the maybe reporter, reporter, and and fan. You big fan. You big Wolves fan, aren't you? I used to be. Oh goodness let's, me. Let's not write that I'm an adopted Wolves Wolves person. Um, we've got Hatfield. Thrilled to be here, mate. <laughs> sound, sound absolutely thrilled, mate. Sound absolutely thrilled, mate. I'm just happy you're all right. That's Thanks, all. mate. I appreciate that. Thanks. I appreciate the love from everybody on Twitter. Thank you very much. Um, big Aston Villa fan, Luke Hatfield, and we've got a new, we've got a new debut on the show, Tim. We Luke. Like, like a debut. It's been a while. <clears throat> we've got a new debut. It's uh, the Express and Star politics editor himself, wow. Mr. <laughs> Pete Maidley. Pete Maidley, welcome to the show. First time on. Thank you, Nathan. Now, I didn't inform you there, but Pete is also an Aston Villa fan, so it's two versus two um, for this hour. Could be very interesting. Pete, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and about how you became to be a villain. Quite straightforward, really, Nathan. Um, in the week, I write about politics. On the weekend, I suffer watching that, watching the mighty Aston Villa. Um, been a Villa fan all my life, obviously, um, in the mid-40s now. So when I grew up, you know, first season, we were sort of teetering on the brink of doing something special. Second season there, we won the league. Third season, a lot of people don't know this actually, uh, Nathan. We won the European Cup in 1992. Did you? Yeah. Did you wear that, Tim? Uh, you've never mentioned it, though. <coughs> never we don't it. talk about it very often as Villa supporters. But yeah, 1992, <laughs> Peter with European Cup, Rotterdam. So yeah, uh, and then it's been downhill ever since, particularly in the last few years. But there you go. A few tough years for you. What I mean, you know, for, as a fan, what do you yeah. think? Do you think it's mainly the... Is it, is it the regime? Is it is it the ownership? Or what, what's gone wrong at Aston Villa? A combination of all of those things you've just mentioned. Um, I think we've bought... There's been times such as under Martin O'Neill, perhaps before that as well under John Gregory, when we really were in position where we could have sort of got on past fifth in the in the top flight. My God, it feels bizarre talking about that now. Um, but we didn't. We, we bought the wrong players. We bought big-name players in, often for big money, that didn't work. 
some poor managerial appointments as well, especially in, in the last five, six years. Um, and obviously the Randy Lerner thing didn't quite work out mm. as we hoped it would when he took over from Mr Ellis. Who was who was the worst big money buy? Because I'm oh, instantly thinking of... This is only uh, a one-hour uh, podcast. Uh, Balaban, Bosco Balaban was it? Balaban was astonishing. Yeah, that was astonishing. How but much was he? He, I think he was about six million, which was a lot of money in those days. Mm. I mean, we're going back. What was that? What, that Late nineties, was it? Fifteen years now, sixteen years, something like that. But it's hard to say he's the worst because we never really saw much of him. You know, it, it, to say he may have been the worst in terms of we never got any value. That's certainly the case. But we never. He, he was rarely on the pitch. You had a few though. You had a few. Yeah, we had. We've was had Carboni? Loads. Was he a waste of space? Was he? Carboni was a legend. Been here to Carboni. He was also brilliant in one match. He scored a he scored a hatch. I think it was against Leeds actually, one another one of his former clubs. But great hair. Great hair. hair. <laughs> great hair, that little hair Alice band that yeah. I don't know who else won Alice band back in the day, but that was um Same as Ginola, he had, he had good hair. This is as a theme here. Angel, one player Angel. Angel, one of my villa heroes. What you've do you've been doing your research, Tim. I mean, rare for you. Angel. Angel was just <laughs> he was magnificent for us. He was great for Villa. I feel like you've got a bit of a competition today, Tim. I feel like you you, you walk all over a few people, a few guests that have been here, but I think you, you might have met your match here. Madely. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a few we have a few verbal sparring sessions now. And that's again. just that's we just do. in the hog's head. Absolutely. It sometimes turns nasty as well, Nathan. Cool. So, you know, I'm glad you're you know, national hero such as yourself is in between us to, to sort <laughs> it all out today. Mate, if there's any trouble, I'm running away. Running's the way forward. In fact, um, I don't know if I said I've said my rugby story back in the day, the old public school day. I was, no, uh, no. I'll, I'll tell you, running, talk about running away, I'll give, you, I'll give you a quick thing. Basically, I wasn't, I wasn't a big rugby fan, I was more of a cricketer back in the day. Um, but of course, Saturday afternoon, there were two injuries, got the phone call in the morning, got to go and play for the second team, Rugby Union against Ampleforth College. What team were you playing for, sorry? I was playing for Hymas College against Ampleforth College. Right. And in those days, I Darby. was a bit chunkier, yeah. a bit chunkier. Yeah. so I was, I was prop forward, prop. Right. So halfway through the game, and uh, one of our, our hooker, that you, you go into the scrum and you got the hooker, and uh, he got hit by one of the guys, and I felt like, come on, I'm, I'm up for this. I don't like that. So <laughs> yeah. I started defending my teammates. The next time I went in for a scrum, my right hand came from underneath me, and I smacked the other prop in the face. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I felt like, I just felt, you know, really, really like, you know, defending my team. Yeah. Anyway, I got up, and we walked away, and the rook had finished. And the, this guy looked at me, this big Samoan guy. Yeah. And he started running towards me, ran off, swear on my mother's life, ran off into the woods. Off the game, the game's still going out, we're up into the woods. <laughs> yeah. This guy's chasing me into the woods. Referee calls the game off, game over. Stop, stop the game early. I'm hiding behind a tree trying to get away from him. So, anyway, moral of the, moral oh, of the story. Wait, wait a minute, what did he catch you? No, I didn't catch me at all. Oh. I was off, I was the quickest I've ever run in my life. So, how, how, long good you, how long did you hide in the woods before, before you emerged? <laughs> About 15 minutes before I went back to the pavilion when, he, when he'd left. Um, but he got a little cut on his little lip, and he was a big guy. I didn't, you know, I don't know why I did it, but I just ran. So, any problems here, I'm off. <laughs> I'm off. Can't spoil this face. This is this is this is what pays the bills. But we've got to start the podcast on on quite a sad note. And oh. while we've been away, while we've been away, Tim, Luke, oh, Pete, God. there was a big announcement, and it was announcements that a, I mean, sh- a shock announcement. It, it was a shock. It was a shock to the world. Especially what happened the week before. The week before, when he, he was on the verge of joining Premier League. Well, well, yeah, yeah, on the verge of joining Crystal Palace. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard already, Ricky Lambert has retired. Oh. Oh, I'm so sad. That's the last time. Oh. The last time we could be hearing Bianca talking. It's the last time on air. I'll, I'll play it to help my, help myself <laughs> sleep at night. <laughs> oh, Ricky. Um, for thirty-five-year-old, thirty-five-year-old's been without a club since leaving Cardiff. Premier League spells of Southampton, Liverpool, and West Brom. Um, that Ricky, is such a waste. Thirty-five. Uh, Ricky, he's, he's got three years left in the tank, at least. A, a, late, a latent talent. Oh. I, uh, Ricky said, I, "I've had some ups and downs in my career. <laughs> plenty, plenty of downs, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to re- represent clubs like Southampton and Liverpool, <laughs> notice he, he fails to mention West Brom and, uh, and Cardiff Rovers. City. Where, where's Rovers in that? Uh, well, not mention it. Playing and scoring for England is probably my proudest professional moment and the most unbelievable, Ricky." Um, Ricky um, had, a, had a really good record before he retired. 
Uh, he scored seven, <laughs> seven goals <laughs> in his last 63 appearances. Um, that's one goal every 810 minutes yeah, on many, the pitch. How many of those were starts? Come I'll put on. in. How many of those were starts? One goal in every 810 minutes he scored oh. as, a, as a professional footballer. Um, but, you know, we'll remember him fondly. You had the turning circle of a 1984 Ford Escort, but that didn't stop us from making him basically carrying our show for a year and a half. Ricky. <laughs> no, it really, really did. Ricky, I thank you. I thank you for your achievements in the football. I know you'll be sat on the couch listening to this now, laughing away with your England caps. Can't believe you've actually done it. But if you're ever, 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 uh, uh, basically, fancy coming on the show. He won't come on this show. Why not? <laughs> not while you're the host, Why he not? won't. Put, and, and so he shouldn't. I've put a call on to, into his agent and they haven't got back to me yet at the moment. Right. You're um, more than welcome to come on this show, Ricky. Do you I, think, about Ricky? I just think it's too soon. I think I think I think he's got at least three years left in it. Mm. I think it's I think it's sad that he's not going to go down the leagues, end up at a non-league club, just keep going yeah. for the love of football. I, I, I think it's too soon, Ricky. If you're listening, uh, he was on the verge of joining Crystal Palace two weeks ago, no, and that was in the sun, so it must have been true. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> it, it can't have been a last-ditch attempt from his agent to get himself a club before he retired. It's definitely weird not one as well because he's exactly the type of player. Expect to still be playing at the age of 42, oh, yes. you know, like Gates yes. Head. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you, you and still knocking the goals in as well, mm. getting his one goal an eight every eight game average up, or in the Welsh fourth division, yeah, like uh, yeah. Like, like Mr. Merson's Merson. 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 Yeah. Oh, dear, so so sad, but but Ricky, thank you. I've got to find a new segment for the show. I know this new segments have gone very, very well recently, so I'm sure people will be delighted to hear my new segment next week to replace Ricky. But thank you, thank you for the memories, Ricky. Right. Wolves against Aston Villa, second versus seventh in the championship, 5.30 kickoff, live on Sky Sports. Villa, they are the form side in the championship. Are they? Form side in the championship, uh, 1-4 drawn two, lost zero of their last six games, 14 points from their last six. Um, Wolves not bad behind them, 13 points, uh, 1-4 drew one and of course lost that game to Sheffield United. But, um, you know, Tim... Seems like an absolute cracker of a game, and probably not the best time to play Aston Villa. Um, that's all well, I think they'd say the same about Wolves. To be honest, uh, it's it's really set up for a, a ding dong derby, as they say. Almost a full house, might be a full house, which is pretty rare at Molyneux these days. Uh, a real clash of styles as well. It's going to be a really interesting game. I think we know how, we know how both teams are going to kind of line up and approach the game. Both in form, fans buzzing at the moment. Night night game under the lights. Sky Sports, it's just got all the ingredients. I really, really look forward to it. Pete, from a, from a Villa point of view, is this um, what, what are Villa fans thinking going towards? Are they are they, are they hopeful? Are they worried? Are they, are they think that Wolves are the real deal, or is this just is this just a derby and it's a one off and it's just let's just get this game underway? I think there's a little bit more spice this time than than there usually would be for a Villa Wolves game, mainly because the the fact that both teams are in such good form. Um, well, well, I, th- I think a lot of people are now saying these these two could be the top two this year. Yeah, speaking to Kevin Phillips through the week for his column, and, and he mm. said exactly that. You know, with with teams like Borough and Fulham haven't quite hit top gear yet. Sheffield Wednesday, not yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, th- so there's there's more than just pride on the line this time. But I don't know. I think uh, talking to Wolves fans seem a lot more excited about their team's prospects than than us Villa fans do overall. You look, you look at Villa's run of form. Some of the teams that we've beaten. I think the last the last few weeks we've beaten Bolton, Barnsley. Just. Yeah, well, we still beat them, Tim. You still get three points. For Somebody them, again, Kevin Phillips said he had a friend who went and said it was the worst game of football he's ever seen in his life. It was poor, but Bol- Bolton didn't have a shot till the ninetieth minute. When, in fairness, they could have equalised and cleared off the line. But yeah, we struggled. We we often we've struggled for the last two seasons. So it's not like a buoyant atmosphere, like, like it's like it is at Molineux. It's moment. not, and we're we're beating teams that are likely to get relegated or in term, in Forest. We beat Forest the other week as Wolves did. I expect Forest to be sort of mid table. You know, we haven't. We've got our next five games. We've got Wolves. We've got Fulham at home. The derby against Blues away, then we've got Preston and Sheffield Wednesday. I think wow. after then we'll have a mm. better idea of how Villa season is going to pan out. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're going to have to play a lot better than you did last season at Molyneux. Because yeah. I can remember, if I can remember Tim, the dreadful <coughs> that they, was they a poor game. Awful. I don't think Wolves were much better. No, Wolves weren't great. They got it was Villa were, and Ross McCormack. Spectacular. I mean, I didn't think a player could play that bad, but he was. He managed it. He was yeah, but you, you summed it up there. I mean, if you if you look at that lineup, then the Villa team is very different now, as as is the Wolves team. Mm. Yeah, 
for, mm. from those two sides. That that was a, an atrocious advertisement for for, for derbies mm. across mm. the world, let alone just West Midlands football. Yeah. It was poor. Was it Mason who scored? For yeah, Wolves? Mason, I, think, yeah. I think Wolves had one or two chances. Villa mm. created virtually nothing. I'm, I'm, I think that this will be a much better game. Villa have got a set way of playing now with a four-four-two, getting the ball up to the big, the new big man Davis up front with Codger hitting form. Now he's come back into the side, and Wolves will obviously be trying to get their passing game going. So I think it'll be a clash of styles, but it can't be any worse. Than, than I, I think it'll be. Year. I think it'll be tight, quite tight and cagey. I mean, Wolves, Wolves do like to sit a bit deep and then hit teams on the break mm. as well. So and and play this possession game, which I think Villa. Um, Villa play the opposite. Villa sit deep, but you won't be seeing a possession game from Villa. We'll be looking to get the ball forward quickly to the big man Davis. We've now finally got some uh, pace in the team. With, uh, <laughs> you won't be saying that on Saturday. Oh dear. We've got um, a, a dome with the old Borough man yeah. who's in absolutely sparkling form of late. Uh, he's putting in some decent crosses. We've got. Alamadi on the other side who's putting in crosses as well and Snodgrass is that El Hamadi's brother is it Alamadi well, yeah that, that, that's in there you know the Egyptian fella I yeah. like to call him <laughs> Elmo 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 yes Elmo so, um, so I've said three danger men so let's, let's, let's go three danger men from Wolves three danger men from Aston Villa who could be key to the game and um, we'll go back and forth uh, Tim your first danger man for Wolves in this clash uh, well, the obvious one for Wolves is, is Diogo Jota at the moment. Top, Diego. Uh, top scorer, six goals. He's, um, he, had a, he had a little bit of a dip. Sheffield United away, he wasn't great. But yeah, Burton, back to his best. Some of the link-up play he's been producing with Cavalero and Costa on that day is just phenomenal. He's, he's a man at the top of his game. Uh, I just hope he's not knackered because he was in Bosnia on Tuesday uh, with Neves for Portugal under-21s. But... Yeah, on his day at the moment, he's he's up there with the, in the top five players in the championship. So an obvious danger man. So Diego Jota for Tim uh, Pete. The obvious one for Villa is uh, the main man, mm. Codger. Mm. Um, How's he looking? Is he back to full fitness, or is he still? Is he no, still a he's, bit he's while not. Away? He's, he's, st- he's still working on it. Um, he he's only scored one goal yet, and that was a penalty against Bolton. Came after an absolutely quite startlingly atrocious miss a few seconds earlier. Um, but he he looks reborn with the big man playing alongside him, Davis. Um, he's getting a lot more time on the ball, mm-hmm. and hopefully this season we won't be so reliant on him for goals. But as with Tim was saying about Jota, Codger's been on international duty as well. Um, he, we, you know, we, his level of fitness is not the greatest at the moment anyway. So we just need to hope that he comes back firing on all cylinders. Where's he been? Do you know where he's been? They had it at Ivory Coast had a home game last Saturday. He played in that. They drew nil nil. I can't remember. Who yeah, it was, was. stuffed, didn't he? So he put him on the spot and he came through, didn't he? That's what he's trying to do, isn't yeah, it? It's unbelievable. No, no, it's all just curious. Well, that's the host, but you obviously haven't won a clue. Oh so. wow! He's, he's been busy. Yeah, Don't exactly, you watch yeah. the news yeah. or morning television? No, I'm glad we established that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, second danger man. Uh, Cavalero was absolutely phenomenal at Burton. Two two assists. Pretty much an assist for the third when yeah. he put, put Stephen Warnock on his backside. See the so, player um, you were criticising non-stop last season, saying yes, he was no good. Very yeah. often he was extremely inconsistent last year, and still has been. Still has been this year to an extent. But I was saying after the Burton, you couldn't game, get on the pitch for the first half, half a dozen games. On on his day, I think he's Wolves's most dangerous player. On his day, I think he's even better than Costa and Jota. But Cavalero's problem is his consistency. Harder to manage. Yeah, definitely. Certainly last season, and I think we've seen that with Nuno again this season, holding him back. You know, certainly question marks over his attitude. But you know, once you get him, once you get him firing, he's 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 extremely hard to stop. <coughs> and he's a Premier League player all day. If if he reproduces that Burton performance uh, on Saturday, then Wolves will have a far better chance of winning because yeah, he's been he's been exceptional. Nice. So Diogo Jota, Cavalero. Pete, what's your second one? You've got Codger. I want to go with the kid up front, uh, Codger's strike partner, Davis. Who's, he's been a revelation since he's come into the side. Uh, he's needed to be because Bruce is big money signing. Scott How old Hogan. Young, he's a young kid, he's isn't 19. he? He's 19. Yeah, he's 19. Got, got his first game towards the end of last season, but he's really broke through this year. Mm-hmm. More out of necessity rather than the manager's judgment, I think, because uh, Hogan wasn't working and obviously... Uh, McCormack was such a disaster, he's now up in Australia. Wow, by the way, um, wow. But the great thing with Davis, we haven't had a striker that does what he does for years. You know, he's a big man, he's got decent feet for a, a tall fella. Confident? Um, really confident, 
scored a couple of goals with his head, mm. which is great because apart from Codger, we haven't had a player who can who can head the ball in the di- the general direction of the goal. Yeah, when ball. you've got a Doma coming in and whipping those balls, and you need someone <coughs> at the end of it, don't you? Or at least someone to knock it down. Well, we'll be talking more about him shortly. Yeah, mm. but um, he's the the good thing with that is it takes some of the heat off Codger as well. Last season, all too often, Codger was up front on his own, and he was waiting with the ball, would frequently get dispossessed, and we, we just spent so many games reliant on him mm. getting two chances and mm. scoring one of them. Now the ball sticks a bit more when it gets up there, and like you say, with the Doma and Snodgrass putting some crosses in, a good test for the Wolves defence. I would have thought uh, this yeah. week, this weekend. Yeah, um, very good. Um, expect Connor Cody to come <coughs> back in to replace Mr. Bennett. Cody in for Bennett would be the change, and then Bolly were waiting on his fitness. He's back in training. Well, so be interesting. They, they look they look they look very good defensively. If I was researching it this week, they've kept eight clean sheets so far out of fourteen. Last time they did that, no, they've only done that once in the last 25 years at the start of the season. Wow. So it just shows you how solid they've been. And yet, and then you've got the dangers going forward as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, looking like a decent team at the moment. I mean, you know, a good good selection dilemmas, I guess. You know, Douglas of Vinagre, you know, Caballero, Bonatigi go up front. But then at the same time, at the same time, you've got, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your predicted starting 11 later on. So maybe you'll, you'll discuss those aspects. But yes. give me your third person, please. Your third person, your third danger man. On Saturday. Uh, I would say whoever's at left wing back now that could be Vinagre or Douglas mm. it was Vinagre at Burton and he was pretty sensational but mm. if, if Villa are playing quite deep then the wing backs are going to be so key as far as overloading the Villa defence go trying to trying to get to the byline mm-hmm. Vinagre like I said he was absolutely brilliant at Burton Douglas has been a bit of a revelation this season as well it's the strongest area on the pitch for Wolves yeah. in terms of options you've got two bona fide first team options there at left wing back so um that's going to be a crucial <coughs> part of the pitch. I think, like I said, they're going to have to overload. If Villa are playing quite deep, then the wing backs are going to be quite crucial to, to opening them up. Excellent. Pete, last one? Last one's going to be the uh, aforementioned Adoma. Mm. Um, six weeks ago, he, he was left out of the squad. You know, He wasn't even in the matchday squads, um, which, which not many of us could understand, really. Um, he hadn't been playing that badly. Um, since he's come back in, he's been absolutely fantastic. He's mm-hmm. got four goals in his last four games. He's been a constant threat coming in off the wing. Um, he's quick. He seems fully fit for the first time in his in his Villa career as well. Um, I think with Snodgrass, who, who's nowhere near fully fit yet, but he's getting better by the game. Yeah. With him operating on the right-hand side and Adoma on the left, I think that gives us a twin threat and getting some decent balls into the box as well for the strikers to feed mm-hmm. off. Excellent news. Thank you, gents. Um, we're, we're coming back to the game. It's shaping up nicely, isn't it? I'm genuinely, it is. genuinely really look forward to this. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this podcast. It's nice to get you know a little bit of a little bit of idea from both sides and the, what they're going to be thinking. And I think that really it's going to be a pretty even game. I think it could be maybe the old goal in it. What do you reckon? We're doing, we're doing predictions now. No, I'm just thinking. Do you think it's going to be very open? It will be tight. I think it'll be tight. I mean, the Villa and Wolves, this, they've had very similar records this season. You look at the number of goals they've scored, the number of goals they've conceded. They've both been very tight at the back. Mm. Um, they've both had games where they've gone goal crazy. They've had games where they perhaps have struggled to put their chances away. So, but there's always, there's, it's always a draw or one goal in it, Wolves-Villa. Except yeah. for that time you beat us 4-0. I think it was about 2003. Juan Pablo Angel. Yeah, when we yeah. were when we had a one season in the Premier League. Apart from that, I think every game. Oh, that was great. That game was. It was that terrible. Was great. I um. You had this Romanian player who missed a penalty. Vio Ganagra. Yeah. Ganagra. Vio And then the th- the three in the Premier League. Um, remember one all when Hesky yeah. scored and Ebanks Blake, I think. Three two. Three two. Robbie, Robbie Keane. I can't remember the other home game. I think that might be one all as well. Yeah. That three two, by the way, was one of the worst three twos you will ever see. It sounds like an exciting game, doesn't it? But it was it was a dog of a game. Yeah, it's think... lit up by one very good player. Yeah. Um, just just one thing before we move on and, and take some questions. I know Luke's got plenty of people um, this week. Um, John Terry. Mm. What's how, how's he doing? Because I know he started off a little bit dodgy. Obviously, the conceding goals left, right, and centre. I mean, has he got better, or is he still looking? You know. Every you know every inch of thirty six. He he's improved. He he he's looking every inch of thirty six mm. year old. I think part of the reason he was signed was as much for what he brings to the dressing room mm. and his you know hoping that he can sort of galvanise the uh, the rest of the squad, which were a quite they're a quiet bunch of lads. Villa are they're one of those they're one of those teams that you don't see them screaming at each other. Was it a good um, sign or was it Tony Jar just just showing you know exactly what he can do and come and look at me and look at look at the, the there's a bit of that there Nathan, but. Mm. 
Um, well, look look at the game against Brentford a few weeks ago. He was given the run around. We drew nil nil. Would have lost four nil if it wasn't for our excellent keeper Sam Johnson mm-hmm. kept kept us in the game. Um, Terry was awful in that game. Right. You know there was nineteen, twenty, twenty one year olds. The, what's the old fullback from Warsaw? What was his name? Oh, Remember? Rico Henry. Rico Henry. Just, he was you know nutmegging him, just beating mm-hmm. three four times. Mm-hmm. Te- Terry, he looked on his knees, but. Last couple of games, he's been much better. He's been really solid at the back. He's been getting forward as well. I think it's only a matter of time before he bangs a header in from right. uh, from a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's been a couple of instances where it's clear that he's having an impact on the team. I mean, when Codger missed that chance against Bolton, mm-hmm. you know, Terry sprinted the length of the pitch uh, to, to remonstrate with him, which is no easy task for 36 <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so, you know, he, he hasn't been... I think there was some... Some Villa fans who thought he was going to come in and he was going to be this absolutely massive player. He was, you know, nobody was ever going to get mm. near our goal because we had John Terry. That that was never going to happen. No. But no. there are signs that that he's improving and our defence does look a lot more solid this year than it did last season. Any qualms with him as a person or a character? I mean, there's one, yeah, one, what, the, no, no, steady on, steady on. There's one, uh, there's, 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 there's one Villa fan I know who you'll know as well, but I yeah. won't name him. Who, who's, who's booed John Terry on on several occasions because he just thinks. Well, you know, are we are we going to boo every footballer that does something that you don't like or no, is a horrible I, I person? I completely agree. You know, I just the, wonder what the kind of fan, you, fan reaction is. You'd be booing was. five or six in every team. God, um, if you played, you'd be getting booed. <laughs> Can you imagine you, the boos when he turned up in a Wolves kit? The hatred. 25,000 Wolves fans. <clears throat> he get the thing is with Terry, he's got stick off every set of opposing team supporters, and I'm sure he will get. Oh, he'll get yeah, yeah. on Saturday, and he won't care at all. Yeah, so. I remember he had it pretty bad. I think the Wainbridge stuff all happened yeah. when Wolves played him when we were in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, Wolves, he's, he's, Wolves he's, fans are known for um, for giving people a, a warm welcome who who may have been in the news for, for some misdemeanors. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that, that'll just add, add to the atmosphere. Like I said, already pretty a full house. It's anyway. going to be tasty. Can't wait. Night mm. game. Absolutely can't yep. wait. Um, uh, attendance expected? Uh, I think they're about six hundred short of a sellout at the moment. Are they? Yeah. Still on a Sky Live game? That's brilliant. That's still brilliant though. A Sky Live game like last year. That, what, what, that, what would that have been? <coughs> I think that's astonishing. To be last honest. year it was twenty five thousand, so this year it'll be twenty nine or thirty. Oh. Villa, Villa's tickets are two thousand seven hundred mm. allocations sold out in about twenty minutes. And I'm sure there'll be a few more <coughs> on the ground as well, won't there? Mm. Yeah, and interestingly, you, I think you guys got 4,200 last year because you had that. Yeah, well, why have we had such <coughs> a, a, a lower allocation? We're just in the top, I think, this time. I think um, because they thought they'd be able to sell out anyway, which they almost have. Mm. So I'm sure they will do before kickoff, I'm sure, won't they? Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. Today. Okay, cool. Um, right, questions. Um, I think people have been texting Mr Hatfield today on Twitter. Uh, Luke, what have you got for us this week? We have got plenty of questions this week, uh, and I'm going to start with one which is uh, quite relevant considering it was the international break. Uh, oh, yeah, great international break, by the way, England. Oh, <laughs> anyone watch that? Wasn't it? Did, no. anyone, did anyone in this room watch either of the games? No, no. I did. Did you both? Yeah, I also watched Wales against Ireland. Oh, that was good. I watched yeah. that one. No, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't. Was. It wasn't football. Oh no, it wasn't football. But it was. It was. It was, it was just strangely drama. compelling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I watched. I watched the. Uh, my son wanted to watch England against the, the Lithuania game. Is he so. into the international? Is he big he's not into at all. Is he... No, no, what? not at all. He's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, after watching so. that game. Goodness me, it is des- desperate, isn't it? It really is. Mm. It's hard to get. I mean, I don't know any. Do you, there, do you know many England fans? Just England fans. Um, Joe Massey. Yeah, Joe Massey. Joe Massey. Do you know Joe Massey watches every single England game and then rewatches it, tapes yeah. it, and watches it again the same night. Watches it. Does he really? Yeah. Mm. There's, there's I've always one. had my suspicions about Joe. He's, he's a nice lad, but he's he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Why does it? Why does he watch it a second time? He loves England. He loves it. He went on his stag do to the Euros, I think, and uh, he's just very passionate about his country. And he must be in a massive minority because. I couldn't give. I couldn't give. I was going to swear then, but I couldn't give anything about. No, I, ga- I gave up a few years ago. Just, just no interest at all. I think there's more people now. I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of international football and haven't been since I was a kid, to mm. be honest. But I think there's more people now who are less bothered yeah. in general about. I think after the all the the sort of the 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 golden generation, the ill-fated golden generation, I think a lot of people gave up completely and just don't buy into it anymore. 
Oh, it's just just dreadful. It really is. It's the quality of opponents, though. The amount it of times is. you see England playing, like, mm. I mean, no no discredit to them, but some some nobodies. Yeah. What's the point? On a Tuesday night at Wembley, I mean, if you take your son to a Wembley game on a Tuesday night against whoever, Trinidad and Tobago. I and mean, yet they're not... still the most supported nation in the world in terms yeah. of attendance. Wow, yeah. Even if it's only seventy thousand, there's no. I've got, no I've got a mate who goes that. home and away, has done for about ten, wow. twelve years, wow. and absolutely loves it. You know, he was there against against Lithuania. You Do you love the actual England and watching? Does he love the social aspect and the whole camaraderie? It's like a club, it's like a club it, it for, the, for the away. The, so, the social aspect is probably seventy percent of it. Mm. I would say, probably increasing all the time. But it's it, it, it's like a club for uh, for fans of non-successful. Football teams. Oh, you see it on the flags, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You there's, know, there's, there's, there's not like many non-league. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I don't think there's many sort of Man United, Chelsea, Man City supporters. Well, there was a Wolves flag behind the goal. What's a big Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> there's always one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Questions, Lukey baby. Anyway, Lynx Wolf. Uh, he he's asked on Twitter. Uh, Tim, will any Wolves players be playing in the World Cup next summer? Uh, possibly. Roman mm. Sace is likely mm. to be there. Morocco, I think, just need a point from their last game. He's and he plays every time for Morocco. Ninety minutes at centre half, interestingly, and Alfred and Jai as well. Senegal are very close to making it. Uh, a bit of confusion in their group because a game against South Africa has got to be replayed. But anyway, they are top of the group, and Senegal, although he's not in their team, he's in their squad. So there's two. Decent, nice. Uh, Dan Southall, regular. Question asked. Oh, yeah, Danny Boy. Remember Danny? South. Yeah, south of the river. Mm. Uh, he asks for Villa. Uh, Wolves could go with one of two spines. And which one would you pick? Would you have Cody, Neves, and Sace with Bonatini up top? Or Bart, Neves, and Die with Cavalero up top? Say that again. Oh. So, Cody, Neves, Sace, Leo. Yeah. Or Bart, Neves, and Die, Cav. Neves and Die. Oh, no, the first one. Yeah. Right. yeah, definitely, yeah. No, Cody's got to come back into that central centre-half position. And, yeah, it was interesting calls all over the pitch for this one after the last game. But mm. I think it'd be, I think Leo will come in up front. Definitely. I think... Um, don't give it away. Don't give what away? Don't give your team away. Why not? Because we've got to come back to that. Oh, OK, we'll come back to that. All oh, right, OK. Uh, I, Joe, uh, Joe Bromley uh, on Twitter. Oh, he's good, oh yeah, yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Bromleister. Got, he's got Bro. a good, good question here as well. Oh. Do you think... Your pal Ricky will be a good manager. Oh, decent shout. He's got the expertise, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got the knowledge. He's done a lot of sitting down watching football for the last two years. He's been a lot of sitting on the bench. He's <laughs> um, done a lot of bench work. He's, put in the high, yeah, he's probably got, got used to a bit of banter with the fourth officials as well. So he's probably <laughs> yeah, got them in his pocket. He's had a lot of clubs, so he, connections are there. Lots of connections. Yeah, he's gone from... Uh, was, he, was he a non-league player? Well, he's certainly gone from League yeah. 2 to the top of he's international football. Player, mate. The, pin, so, the pinnacle of world football, you would have to say, he's reached. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, though, looking at some of the managers these days, you're going to have to start lower, lower, lower leagues. I'm thinking National League North. Well, Paul Scholes, didn't he interview for the Oldham job? He yeah, did, yeah, but it doesn't everyone interview for the Oldham job? They try and get anyone, don't they? Nicky Butt's done it. A few other people have done it as well. MK Dons as well. They love they love a big name um, interview, don't they? Yeah. I, I hope so. We, we all hope so. Yeah. He'd do a Claridge, wouldn't he? Do you remember when Claridge came back as a player manager at Weymouth? Still playing, no? Playing. He just still plays. What is he now, 44 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. That's what Lambert would do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, probably would do, yeah. Come out of retirement, a little non league gig, player manager. Maybe Vauxhall. Well, maybe, maybe he's got all the plans that we're just unaware of. You know, for him to quit the game. He should spend, spend more time with the children and his wife, apparently. Well, he's got a great personality, so he could be, he could be a TV <laughs> pundit. <laughs> How much time can you spend with the children and wife? I mean, the, the children at school all day. Well, I hope they are, Ricky. You know, you know that. Well, there's something. There's something amiss here. We're not getting the full story. I think you think he signed a big three-year deal as the new face of Costa Coffee. Uh, <laughs> the, new, the new face of the Cortada range. Very good. Next okay. one. Mm. The Wolf struggle. They ask, uh, does Tim regret saying the duck will never play for Wolves? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, scored some screens. Great shout! And I saw you tweet this picture of the, the feed the duck again. Uh, yeah, I was surprised you completely wrote him off in his Wolves career. I think the duck is going to play. You know. I uh, no, I, I, I stick by it. I don't think so. He's doing well for Coventry and scored a goal for Haiti. I, I'm pleased for him. He's got great ability. You can see that. And I speak to the Coventry Telegraph reporter this week, who's completely raving about him, star of the team. But it's Coventry in League Two. Yeah. You know, Wolves Wolves don't need Duckins Nazar at the moment. Like, I know everyone's very excited because he's 
score some nice goals mm. that people are sharing on Twitter. But Wolves tried to spend ten million on thirty first of August, so they will they will on a striker. So they will be doing they'll be reviving that in January. They've got Bonatini who's doing who's um, contributed more to more goals than anybody in the championship. What's the, what is four, he? Tw- four goals and four assists. How old is he? Expected. How old is he? Twenty. Yeah. Twenty two, I think. So he's still time though, isn't there? No, no. Yeah. I just but he's on he's on a short term deal. Um, he didn't impress for Wolves under 23s last year. He was unfit. Um, they've sent him out to Coventry. He's doing well. It doesn't mean he's going to come back to the top of the championship. But he signed him signed a new contract. Player. Yeah, it was only 18 months though. I know, but at least they signed a new contract now. Well, yes, they can make some money when they sell him. Oh, you cynical man. That's how it works. How it works. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, they've given guys contracts and sent them on loan to Telford. Yeah. It's not because it's not they're going to come back in and be Wolves' first team so they can make a bit of money. So, no, I'll stick by it. You know... <laughs> He may do, I just, just don't think he will. I think they're very well stocked for forward players at the moment and they'll try and sign a striker in January. And Jota? And Jota. Mm. Do you reckon they sign both? Can they sign both? I think they'll sign Jota, yeah. I'd rather sign Jota if there's one or the other, wouldn't you? What, a striker or Jota? Mm. I think they'll probably do both. Oh, that would be great. Especially if they're in the position they are now. I mean, yeah, it's this season or, or bust. Yes, it is. A couple more. couple Luke more. EBay. Okay, we've got one serious, one silly. Well, not silly, but you know, less serious. Uh, Jota Benito he asks uh, how long until Willy Bolly is back uh, could be this weekend he's back in training so just depends on how, how fit he is nice yeah, could be this weekend. nice shot and I like nice. it nice and then uh, the final question which is uh, slightly silly uh, comes from Jonathan Lee he asks do you love or hate Marmite no. simple question who's that to to everyone <clears throat> I can take it or leave it mate Yes, I, I was going to say, I think, yeah. it's okay. I think it's okay. I think that's, so that's, their branding that's, is completely that's, that's slogan, it's massively overrated. Uh, yeah. the, the slogan needs work. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can enjoy it, but I couldn't enjoy loads of it, but it's fine. Sorry, mate. I'm a Marmite fan. Are you a Marmite fan? Yeah, yeah, I like a bit of Marmite. Oh, yeah. It won't be my go-to on my toast, though, to be fair. Yeah. Well, the missus made me a fair do. I was feeling a bit down in the dumps today, because, you, you know, you get up, you, I, I'm still jet-lagged, and she says, well, no, she comes down, I come down the stairs, she gets up at six in the morning with me, um, I have a quick shower, she comes back down. It's made me some little rye bread, just a little chopped avocado on there, a little avocado mash, just a little bit, nice bit of butter, orange juice, fresh orange. Man, man yeah. of the people. Man of the people, Nathan Judah, there you go. Uh, Tim, where are we massive in this week? Where are we massive in Ines Wolf's podcast? Where are we massive in? Where are we not massive in I, this I don't week? know, I just we, don't know. We are massive everywhere this week. Um... Start with top five, UK. Oh yeah. US. Boom. Australia. Yeah. Canada. Canada. Canada and Ireland. Top five. I... Uh, we're also big in the Island Islands, as usual. Uh, as Tommy got back in touch. Tommy has not made a comment this week. Yeah, but is um, it is it so it's definitely a different person in the Island Islands. Well, we don't, yeah, we don't know. It's only one listen in the Island Islands, so I'm not sure who that is. Well in, if there's in the where? The oh. uh, the Island Islands. Pete, this, so, is, this is a well known This is country. Uh, <laughs> this is um <laughs> So you can view who li- who listens to. Yeah, I've got that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the Island Islands. Mm. Someone listens every week from the Island Islands, which mm. is an island. Mm. No, thousands of islands mm-hmm. in between Finland and Sweden. Population of? Uh, what was about? Was about six hundred thousand? Was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah. the guy who listened every week, he got in touch, and we eventually had, we had him on the podcast. Had him on the podcast last, last year. Guy called well, Tommy. Very well, nice big guy. following in Sweden, of course. Yeah, very big. Yeah, yeah there's quite a lot of Scandinavia. Uh, so it was great. Um, um, so yeah, enjoyed it. Um, there's a new um, new children's TV show just come out on the Island Islands this week <laughs> right. as well, which apparently is why. Why um why he's not been available to, to comment? Go on, Thundercats. Thundercats, Thundercats <laughs> has just come out to the Island Islands. Yeah, huge, huge. Uh, so yeah, and hopefully, hopefully there's there's there's, there's some rumours that He-Man could be on the way next year, 2019. <laughs> so. okay. uh, but we have we've made it somewhere new this week. Are you sure it's new? It's definitely new, right? And not only is it new, it's on sixth. It's in sixth place. Uh, I don't least. believe that. I don't know what's happened in this country this week. Uh, but for some reason we've made it. Made it. Massive. Massive. In Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone from nowhere has gone to sixth in our list. Someone's left their browser running, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been some kind of Wolves Jolly Boys out into Sierra Leone, maybe. As you do. As you do. Mission based. It's a popular stag, uh, stag do. Yeah, absolutely. Popular, yeah. Is it? yeah. Yes. No, it's a good night out. Um, so yeah, officially, uh, just a little bit about Sierra Leone. Uh, it's in West Africa. Yeah. Uh, bordered by Guinea and Liberia. Papa. 
Yes. Uh, and the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Um, it's been it's had a bit of a checkered past. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, absolutely. We owned it until 1961. Good, did we? Uh, and then it's been independence. They had a civil war. Oh yeah. A very bloody civil war. Uh, loads of diamonds in Sierra Leone as well. Oh uh, yeah, is that um, where Blood Diamond's that's, from? Is that? That's where Blood Diamond mm. is is set. Leo. Uh, so yeah, population of Sierra Leone. Anybody? Any um, two point one million. Two point one million. Higher. Higher. <laughs> Price I, was gonna, I was going to say about 9 million. 7 million. Oh, 7 yeah, million people yeah, in nice, Syria. Nice. Uh, they do have a football team. Yes. Uh, yeah, I can remember them. Yeah. You can remember them. Remember them yeah. Uh, never, <laughs> never qualified for the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, but they were in the 1994 and 96 African Cup of Nations. Okay. Uh, known as the Leone Stars. Mm hmm. Uh, they lost to Chad in an initial qualifier for the next World good, Cup. Good, so good team, not. Chad, though. <laughs> Chad, Chad, well Chad they were in those days. They were organised. They were tough opposition. Uh, but their FIFA, FIFA ranking, any, uh, any guesses? Ooh, 184. Oh, I was going to say 186. Oh. Good. Oh. 170. No. 97. What? Oh, wow. Shut up. Oh, something <laughs> Isn't that above Scotland? To, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 97 in the rankings. Um, they love football over there. That's, mm -hmm. that's the national sport. It's like floorball. It's okay. a very popular mm. sport at Sierra Leone. They were the first African country to join the International Floorboard, uh, Floorball Federation. What's that? Uh, it's a type of floor hockey on okay. a small indoor pitch. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> and Sierra Leone's greatest ever player, Tim? Ooh. Oh. Uh, it didn't have it on their uh, Wikipedia page. No. Hold on, no. I was, I was just oh, right, okay. No, I don't think they've got any. Um, it's just a team, it's just a work ethic there, isn't there? Yes, absolutely, yeah. If you are listening to Sierra Leone, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Send us in a picture. Uh, yeah, some good towns and cities that we're new in this week. Okay, be any quick. Any guesses on Burnaby? We're big in Burnaby this week. Where's that? Burnaby. Burnaby. Somerset. Canada. Ah, oh, close. Uh, <laughs> St. Kilda. Big in St. Kilda this week. Any ideas? Scotland. Australia. Yeah. Uh, big in Central District. South Africa. Hong Kong. Uh -huh. uh, two more. We're big in Jeddah. Um, big in Jeddah. Star Wars. Saudi Arabia. In, uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, ah, decent, decent. And finally, we're big in Honolulu. This oh, week. yeah, nice. baby. Hawaii. So thank you very much to everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Now, it's been an interesting week in fantasy football. I say this week, last week, because this week was international break. But there's some very interesting stats that Luke Hatfield has managed to, to gather um, involving one of our panellists today. Luke Hatfield, take it away. Fantasy Premier League, how are things looking? I'm going to start slightly differently than normal. Like it. Nathan and Tim I like it. and Pete. Um, I normally start with the best person. Yeah. But I'm going to start with the worst of the week. Well, surely it's, sure it's not no one in this room. No, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Of course. I'll just get on with it, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> this week's lowest performer in the entire league of over 300 fantasy Premier League Was managers. Was really? I'm dead honest, Tim. Wow. How many? Who? Who? Mr. Timothy wow, Spears. Wow! 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 Quite an, quite an impressive achievement, though, to be to be the worst out of three hundred. That is pretty fantastic. Bad. The worst week, the the worst week in in the league. You've scored twenty four points, which is three lower than anyone else. Oh, oh, Gale dear, Force, dear me. Gale, Gale Force is um is quickly becoming a. A light wind. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I, I can't even bring myself to look at my team. I don't, I don't I tell know you what. I mean, that, that's in, that is that is the astonishing lack of knowledge that Express and Star readers are used to seeing. It's all championship. When it comes to the Premier <laughs> League big boys, he can't compete, can he? He can't. It's unbelievable. I mean, that I feel for you because you do have Murata, Lukaku, and Firmino up front. You think they do it's well? Pretty good, pretty good front three, to be honest. Well, it's for the people who see the big names and, and big, big lights, but it's it's more it's more deeper than that. Unfortunately, not Tim. So you, after two great weeks, I'll give you that. You had two great weeks. Yep. And yep. you've ruined it all. So where is he now, position-wise? <laughs> 246th. Wow, if the cost of coffee was oh, up to you, God. we'd have 245 oh, people bad. queuing outside cost of coffee. Oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. Uh, I'm, I'm now uh, 42nd, and Nathan, you've climbed again. Uh, you got 70 points. You had Nacho Monreal. Uh, I, I spoke with you off-air about that. Absolutely ridiculous mm -hmm. that he's gone and done so well. Thank you. Uh, but you're fourth now, so you've only got three cost of coffee. Three coffees. people. So those three people who are, who are, who are due a cost of coffee are also mm -hmm. going to be due a Nando's. And who's top of the shop... 
who is going to come on the podcast at this moment in time. At the moment, it's Neil Weaver, and uh, we all know about him with his oh, triple Weaver, captain yeah. manoeuvre early on in yeah. the season. So yeah. he's, he's number one. Uh, Thomas Knapp in second, and Dan Wolverton in third. Excellent news. Excellent news. Thank you very much for that, Luke. Um, before we go into predict the 11s, because I know we're running out of time, hopefully we'll be able to squeeze a quiz in if we get quick. Um, there's some interesting, interesting comments this week because it's time for Abuse of the Week! Abuse of the Week! Abuse of the Week! Now, Timothy Spears, um, I was away when this happened. I did see some tweets from you. You got a little bit giddy. Um, I think maybe you got a bit carried away after the 4-0 win at Burton, but I think that's because I wasn't with you, so you were you were taking that mantle on because you you know I saw some of your tweets. You were you know you're very happy. Obviously, you were delighted with the performance, 4-0 away from home, and you know I, I saw a bit of you in me, or me and you, shall I say? That's the worst thing you could ever say. Absolutely. To me. So when I was a proud, I was a proud dad watching from abroad. Um, I, I enjoyed your tweets, but apparently a few people didn't. That's because. We have some West Brom banter. Let us know, Tim. I've not, I've yet to clash with West Brom fans on Twitter. Doing it with a few clubs. The only ones left. Newcastle, most uh, notoriously, I think, a few times. But yeah, I I try and steer clear of mentioning Albion on Twitter because there's just there's no point. Um, Well, no point, no point to West Brom. There's no point to the club. (laughs) Don't don't encourage them. Don't encourage them. Uh, So yeah, Wolves have just won four nil. Just, just. Just signing off for the for the afternoon for mm-hmm. a speak to Nuno, mm-hmm. and it just popped up. Albion conceded last minute equaliser to Watford. Yeah. So in my naivety, I just thought, oh, this this is a nice little tweet for Wolves fans. Uh, oh. uh, the Albion have conceded a last minute equaliser. Enjoy your evening, Wolves fans. Just what an Albion sport wants to see. A Wolves reporter taking the mic when they've just been crushed at well, the last they minute. They shouldn't be following me for a start. But anyway, <laughs> this this riled, right? This riled the West Brom community no end. I mean, honestly, there's some stuff I just can't read out. Uh, it's that bad. Even even, even the, the ex-West Brom kit man got involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as did Express Star Albion correspondent Matt Wilson. Uh, so yeah, I won't be doing that again. I've, le- I've learned my lesson. But um, got some excellent abuse anyway. Uh, a lot of Express and Dingle uh, type tweets. Yeah. Uh, Mark says, very professional, Tim. Why would any Albion fan ever want to buy the Express and Star after that tweet? Wow. <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Tomlinson called me a banker. Okay, fair enough. Well uh, said. Obviously, yeah. this is all, you know. Yeah. Well, old school. You used to um, Richard Smith, this was, this is, I did like this one. Uh, your team beat probably the smallest team in the championship. Well done, you. We might have to this out. Go and get laid, you menace. <laughs> Go and get laid, you menace. Uh, Adrian K says, grow up straw clutcher. Uh, Fletch says, great professional comments, you... Yeah. To say that something end. He yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Green advises me to go and do something with my sister. Okay. And then, <laughs> which I really can't go into. Well said, Paul Green. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dan. Dan says you look like your breath smells dirty, ginger, dingle, something. Okay. Mm. Um, He's a top draw this week, guys. Very, his breath, very good. His breath, breath does smell. Yeah, Robert, Robert C. William. Oh, I can't even read that. Um. He can't spell by the looks of it either. Uh, Carlos has suggested I've never been intimate with a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's well, really sexual, bad. What a sexual bad. banter this yeah, week. Yeah, no, it was good fun, that was. It was good fun. Did you enjoy that? Uh, I did, no, I, I did. A lot of Wolf sounds kind of came to my defence, and then mm. there was a lot of for once. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of to and fro, but it was an interesting Saturday night, my notifications. After that game, is that why you did it to curry favour with the Wolves fans? No, do you know what? In my naivety, I just, I just, I, I didn't, didn't think it had Delirium, that kind of reaction was it? at all. Yeah, You've got absolutely. a big following to misplace. It's just, just, not just Wolves fan; it's the length and breadth of the West Midlands. Mm. Well, apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Doing Kitman Pat. <laughs> Kitman Pat. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll go into that next week. Right. Excellent news. Right. And um, we're running out of time, so let's 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 do a quick prediction of 11s for Aston Villa versus versus Wolves or Wolves versus Aston Villa, and we'll try and with a quiz. We'll go a little bit over today because we want to finish off with a quiz, don't we? Okay. Cool. Cool. So, well, what are we doing? All right. We're doing all right. So, 
Um, let's come with, let's go with Mr. Maley first. Mr. Maley, Aston Villa, how would you expect Steve Bruce to line up? I guess he won't change it too much from a winning formula, but what are you seeing? 1-11, to 11, give me them. Right, he's got one enforced change to make. Um, I think he'll line up 4-4-2. It'll be Johnson in goal, who's been absolutely brilliant for us this season, incidentally. Uh, it'll be che uh, Chester, uh, who won't be going to the World Cup with Wales, of course, and John Terry in the middle. Uh, it'll be Elmo at right back mm -hmm. and left back's where the problem comes because uh, Neil Taylor is suspended I think he'll put Delart in there um, but he really could pick from about six other players the, the great Alan Hutton could even oh, switch wow. wings and still gets his there. game which, Scottish Cafu mate Scottish Cafu which will have Wolves players and fans rubbing their hands um, in mid central midfield we'll have Hurahan and Whelan I would imagine uh, Whelan who will be going to the World Cup which is quite astonishing um, he's, a, he's a weak link he's been mm. absolutely atrocious mm. in the middle of this season um, on the right we'll have Snodgrass uh, Adoma on the left and then Codger and Davis up front I imagine interesting so how will Wolves uh, combat that Tim are we expecting Wolves to line up I guess there's a few more 50-50s um, from Nuno, it's difficult to predict, but what have you got there? Yeah, there are there are a few 50-50s, obviously. Uh, Cody's back from suspension, Bolly's uh, back in training, so maybe fit and available. Douglas is back as well, so you've got left wing back, Dilemma. And then and then Costa, or Bonatini, or mm. Jota, or Cavalera up front. So I think, obviously, Ruddy in goal, I think Cody will come back in, and Bart and Miranda will be the centre-halves, just purely going on the fact Bolly hasn't played for quite a few weeks. Doherty, right wing back. I think it'll go with Neves and Sace in the middle. I think Vinagra will just about get the nod over Douglas at left-back due to his performance uh, against Burton last time. And then the front three, you had Cavalero, Jota and Costa, who were so impressive at Burton, all kind of false, false nines sort of interlinking beautifully. But I think against Villa, as soon as they're playing a bit deeper, the chances of of Jota sprinting from 40 yards to on goal like he did at Burton are pretty minimal because Villa will be so deep. So I think Bonatini, more of a traditional striker, will play. Um, and then you'll have Cavalero and Jota feeding off him and I think Costa will be on the bench. Could be in... Uh, but it's so hard to predict though, isn't it? No, it's, I mean, just, oh, it's great, you know, great options to have. Absolutely. Um, confidence? I mean, what the great thing is that they're going to have an absolutely fantastic bench. Regardless, that is what it is these days. Yeah, it's been frightening it? for the last few weeks. Ben Marshall can't even get a spot on the bench. That's so, that's so good they've been recently. So. Yeah, I mean, I did have Ben Marshall written down here. I mean, there was some talks this week that Ben Marshall could be on the way to form. I guess it's just the whole January transfer window starting to get going. But can you see someone like Marshall, who's been in and out, obviously got injured in pre-season, that he could be the one who who maybe is sold to, to, to make way for a bit of, a bit of cash? No, I think they'll need they'll need him as the season goes on. I think it's a bit early to be talking about that. I'm sure it's, it's just agent talk to see, to see what's out there and who's interested. Um, I don't quite see where exactly he fits into the formation, but I, th I think he's too too good a player to be letting go at this stage. Okay, great stuff. Right, time for a quiz, gents. Uh, Mr. Maley's on his phone, so uh, can you can you get I'm off here. that, please? I'm here. Can you get off that now? You've got more important things to do, like like win this quiz. Aston Villa versus Wolves. Whoever wins this is going to win the game. Do you know what I mean? It's going to win right. Saturday. Okay. So um, I've put together a little uh, little little bit of banter. Three little quizzes. Obviously, okay. best of three. Yeah. Um, normal format. Um, we're going to do the first one's family fortunes. So, hands on the buzzers. These are the buzzers. <laughs> Please, right, thank you very okay. much. Okay, you ready? Can you put your hands on them? Ready? Okay. That's, that's okay, still yeah. flashing. Top nine answers on the board. Yeah. Tim's pretty good at these, so you have to Is be it? careful. Yeah, he knows tactics. Tactics are good. Top nine answers on the board. Can you name the top nine championship scorers this season? <laughs> Pete Maidley, Pete Maidley, delighted. The top, the top nine. Top nine championship scorers this season. Well, Jota's going to be in there. Jota, ting! Wait, that's no, he is. He's number four, joint four. Tim, top nine championship scorers. Can you get better than Diogo Jota? Uh, Bobby Reid. Bobby Reid is number one, joint first. He is from Bristol City. Bobby Reid with seven goals. Tim, you got the top answer. Would you like to play? Or pass. I'll, I'll pass. He's that. passing that. Passing that to you Pete Maidley. <laughs> you swine. What, what does you that swine. mean? What does that mean? I so have you've to got, know. You've got now. You've got to name the the rest of them. So there's seven answers left. You have uh, three lifelines or two lifelines. Third one, you're out. So um, we've got Bobby Reed. He got seven. Got Bobby Diogo. Reed. Bobby Reed's got seven. He's the yeah. top scorer. There's two other people with seven. Diego Giotto is joint fourth with six. <sighs> is Adoma in there with four? Adoma. Is it there? It's not there. It's not there. This could be. This could be a short game. Um, Pete Maidley, you've got one. Ed, Tim Spears, you get a chance to confer. 
Spears <laughs> family. Anyone else? Anyone what does else it? What, I have to go again yeah, now. Yeah, you get three guesses, so you get second guess now. Christ, who is up there in the league? Who is up there? The um, Britta Somalonga. He's Brit got to be in there. Somalonga. Is it there? Ting! It is. Yeah, very good. Five goals. Joint seventh. Brit Somalonga with five goals. That's three out of the nine. And I keep going. You keep going. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Um, just think. We, haven't, we haven't got all day, obviously, because we've got time constraints. The, 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 the Cardiff uh, kid is. Oh, yeah, the Cardiff right? kid, yeah, I like me, it. Yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, Mendez Klein, whatever. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Mendez mm. Klein. Gonna have, to, gonna have to rush you. Gonna have to rush you. Just push your buzzer. <laughs> you got one more guess. You got one more guess. Come on. Um, you, you, you'll be devastated if you don't get one person, by the way, but that's all I'm saying. Devastated. I can't even think of any clubs in the Luke championship. Luke Hatfield's chomping at the bit here. Chomping at the bit. He can't believe it. He's disgusted. Disgusted um, as a fellow, as a fellow villain. Can we give him a clue? Disgusted as a fellow villain. Because I'm doing so badly. Give me a clue. He'll be disgusted as a fellow villain that you haven't got this. One of these players. I will be, mate. Go on. Norwich game. Ah, uh, Conor Hurahan. He's there! Tim's yeah. disgusted now. He's like, what's going on here? Okay. Last one, last one. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't get, he doesn't get any more clues. No, he doesn't get any more clues, no, more yeah. Clues. Last one. Oh, oh, does that mean clue. I have to go again? Yeah, you've got one more guess. Um... Okay, I've, 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 I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Okay, it's a quick, quick game. It's a good game. Tim Spears. Tim Spears. I'm backing to get one of these person. Um, there's four, five left. Who is there? Um, how, can you tell me how how many goals the lowest man has scored? Yeah, five goals is the lowest. Push the buzzer. He's taking too long. Yeah, after him five, four. Uh, I think Irma Goldrick. Three, two. Is it there? It's it's, oh, it's not it's not four goals. What was that? Four goals. I just wanted to hurt you. I wanted to hurt you. Wanted to see your heart come out. No four goals. So um, Pete Maiden wins the first round. Gary Hooper seven from Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Jared Bowen from Hull seven goals. Martin Waghorn, uh, Ipswich six goals. Daryl Murphy Nottingham Forest six goals. Famara Deeding. What's so actually won? You won that one. Because the family fortune is Family fortune again. Obviously, you haven't seen Les Dennis uh, present a show for the last 15 years. That's fine. It's no problem. He was great. I feel slightly bad now. Were you going to get Huram? No, he wouldn't have got Huram. No chance. He doesn't know who he is. Did you have him written down? Yeah, yeah. Was Mendes Lang on there? Because that was his last one. That's the one I was attempting to. Mendes Klein, yeah. Klein, whatever his name. Okay, that's going. Okay, here we go. Okay, second one. I'm going to give you a squad number. And you're going to say who the corresponding person is it's in the opposite team. It's just family fortune. It's going to go back and forth. No, so it's five. Oh. It's five, five. No, you don't need it. You don't need it. So there's five, five numbers. Yeah. So if I say to you six, you're going to try and guess who number six is for Wolves. Oh. And you're going to say the same for Aston Villa. It's not your own team. Right. Okay. So here we go. We'll start with Pete Maidley. Pete Maidley and, well, and Tim. The squad number is number one. Who's number one for Wolves? Is it Carla Kimi? It is Carla Kimi. Very good, very good. So, number one for Aston Villa, Tim. It's got to be Johnston, isn't it? It is. It's 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1-1. One, one, one. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, the, number, the second number we're going to be using is number eight. Number eight. So, Tim, you're going to go first. Who's number eight for Aston Villa? Mm. Mm. Uh, ooh, number eight for Aston Villa. It's one of two, isn't it? I'll go I don't think it is. But. Okay, oh. it's, it's not. It's Henri Lansbury. That's the other one. Oh. Oh. So, so for a chance to go 2-1 up in the penalty shootout, best of five. Or first Number of five. for Wolves, is it Cavalera? It's not. It's Ruben Neves. It's Ruben <sighs> Neves. So, so a state of execution for Tim who's sweating here. I'd struggle with some of the Wolves ones, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, exactly I, know, I know, I know. Okay, um, Pete. Number 15... Is a defender for Wolves. Number 15 is a defender. <laughs> Connor Cody? It's not. It's Willie Bolly. Oh, Willie, big Willie Bolly. That's what I was going to say. Number 15, Tim, Rubbish. for Aston Villa. He's a midfielder. Number 15. Uh, Whelan? No, it's Mule Jedinak. Mule Jedinak. Okay. Another, another midfielder forward for you. A midfield, Num an attacking midfielder. Attacking midfielder. Number 17 for Wolves. 
And Tim, number 17 for Aston Villa. Number um, 17. Number I'm going to go, is it Cavalero again? Oh, it's a great show. It's not, it's Costa. So you're so oh. close. Tim, number 17. Can I get a position? It's a defender. It's a defender, it's, and he hasn't been used for a while. Mm. Number Ooh. 17, Aston Villa. Hasn't been used for a while. So it's some a rubbish defender for Pretty those. much. There's a few. We've Pretty got, much. We've got about 15. Neil Taylor. No, it's Mika Richards. Hasn't Mika, been used for a, a while, Tim. Mika Richards. Mika Richards. And the last one, is, is someone going to steal it at the death? Number 26. Number 20 26. 26 for Wolves. It's for Jota. It's not. It's a difficult one. It's Brighton Ibikari. <laughs> Who? Now, Tim. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's got to be JT, isn't it? JT? Yeah. For the win. So it is. It's John Terry. Equalises. 1-1. Just there. Just scrapes in at the end. Okay. So it's 1-1 going into the last game. And this is Who Dares Wins. Now, if you didn't know Family Fortunes, you might need okay. some explaining. Basically, I give you a subject. You bid how many players or answers you can get. Then that's counterbid. <laughs> it's counterbid until the one person okay. says name them, okay? All if you right. name them, you win it, okay? This yeah. is for all the marbles. Okay. okay? Right. So I'll go lot. with Tim first. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. Teams that have qualified yeah. for the World Cup next year. How many teams? Well, there are. There's 23 teams that have qualified for the World Cup next year. How many can you name? Uh, 15. Oh, that's a big. That's, That's a, a big, big show early on, Spears. 15, can you top it? 15. 16. 16, says Maidley. 16. 18. 18! Bidding war. Love it. 18, for someone who hasn't watched international football this week, apparently 19. he's got 18. 19. Now it's getting tasty. <laughs> it's getting nice oh, and spicy. <clears throat> nice and spicy yeah, in here. 20. 20 out of the 23? Yeah. Wow! That'll be phenomenal. If this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Oh, he's named him. He's named him. He's called him. <coughs> okay, he's right. calling him. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. England. Yeah, England. One. Uh, Brazil. Two. Argentina. Three. Uh, struggling already. Only 17 left. Yeah. Colombia. Yeah. Yeah, four. And then... And we'll then go to Portugal. Five. France. Six. Spain. Seven. Iceland. Eight. And who else was there? Get this. Get this. Eight is a long way off eight, by the way. He'll do well if he gets this. No, he'll do very well. Pete Maley's there, very, very, very relaxed in his chair at this moment in time. I think when the opening bid was 16 oh, or whatever yeah. it was. 15, yeah, yeah. Iran. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Ten. South Korea. Eleven. Japan. Twelve. Decent. Good little run there. way through the Good little run there. Just going around. Egypt. Thirteen. Panama. Yeah. Fourteen. Good. Who else was in Europe now? They're in the playoffs. Just a few of the European ones. Serbia. Fifteen. Five to go. Five to go. I'm sure. This, uh -oh. is, this is intense. Uh -oh. Did you say Spain? Yeah. Yeah, he said it. 15. Spain, France, Portugal, England. Don't go over there. Don't give him a hand. You, miss, you think South America? Oh, Germany. Yeah. I wasn't taking your advice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, South America. Uh, one, two. You've got 16. Good after Russia. Uh, Mexico. 17. Come on, son. You got this. Three more. Breaking news, I've just heard that Tito Jackson's coming to the Express and Star offices in five minutes, which could be interesting. I've so interviewed him at Wolverhampton. Big Wolves yes. fan. Yeah. Big Wolves fan. Yeah. Costa Rica. Uh, he can't get a cat of himself, can he? His time's up. Yeah. Uruguay. 18, 19. I was going to get there. No, no, you weren't. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. The wind goes to Pete Maidley. Pete Maidley. Are you kidding? I was on my way there. You'd stalled. I was on my way. Distracted me with Tito. I said South America. You said Germany. That sums up where you were Poland, you missed out on. Belgium, you missed out on. Nigeria, you missed out on. It was a very good effort, Tim. I'm very impressed. But you you, know, there's too much too much silence on this podcast at the end. So, you know, you were very good. 
Well, I would have got them. So really, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would have yeah. got them at nine o'clock tonight. But it's in a one-hour podcast. Exactly. Where are we now? Where are we now? Exactly. We're at one o five. One o five. So finally, we have got predictions for the big game. It's Wolves against Aston Villa. It's Saturday afternoon. Um, what will be the score on the door at six forty-five? Luke. Ugh. Um... Oh, I don't know how Villa are going to do because they've had a lot of easy games, what so-called easy games. Wolves will be a big test for him. I, I, my, my heart's telling me there's going to be a score draw, but I think my head's telling me Wolves will nick it. Oh, Wolves nick it. Maybe nick maybe it. two one or three two. Two one. I'm going to say it's going to be a humdinger of a game. I'm going to say it's going to be Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Aston Villa one. Oh. Stats, by the way, um, Aston Villa conceded ninety percent of their goals in the second half this season. So it could be interesting. Um, Pete Madeley. I'll be astonished if there's four goals in this game. Okay. I think it's going to be really tight. Um, and I think Wolves are going to shave it 1-0. Three, three Wolves wins here. Can you make it four? Shock if the Wolves reporter says it's going to be a score draw. <laughs> no, we, uh, me, me and Pete have already agreed on this. I, th- mm. I think 1-0 as well. 1-0 as well. Yeah. Dower game or good game? Uh, no, poor game. Poor game, but yeah. we'll take three points. Yeah, I think Wolves, is, Wolves will just about edge it. Top draw. Gents, been emotional, loved it. Been emotional since Ricky Lambert onwards, really. Pete, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Been an absolute pleasure. I think we could get the guy back for maybe oh, the, yeah. um, maybe the, the, the return leg, the big rematch, yeah. yeah which is um, next, next year. year. Next year. Next year. <laughs> Later in the season. <laughs> Later in the season. Before May. Uh, Luke, thank you as always. Tim, thank you. Brilliant. Um, from all of us here, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game and take care. Bye bye. <laughs>